Hey team, this is Grant David Collins and welcome to Basement Philanthropy, a place for people who do not want to wait until they're rich or retired to create meaning, impact, and connection with their time, talents, and money, regardless of the amount. On this episode, we're going to be talking about the power of transcendence and what it has to do with giving and philanthropy. So let's get started. My interest in transcendence really started a couple months ago as I was doing research for another podcast. As as part of this podcast research, I was looking through some different psychological frameworks that spoke into the concept of self-actualization. Now, self-actualization is reaching the full potential that you have as an individual. And I came across Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs, which is essentially a framework around how to get to this state of self-actualization. And so as I was working through that process, I saw a little footnote that talked about this concept of transcendence and how at the later stage of Maslow's life, he thought about reorienting his framework around getting to transcendence as the epitome of being involved with this hierarchy of needs. And so in order for us to get to transcendence, we need to work through quickly the other parts of that framework so that we can all be on the same page to talk about transcendence and why it is so important. So if you can think of Maslow's hierarchy of needs as a pyramid, the first need or the bottom foundation need that Maslow says everyone needs in order to gain this transcendent or self-actualized state is that we need to have our psychological needs filled. These are biological requirements to us being a human, for us to live. Things like air, food, shelter, clothing, sleep, things that we need to survive. And once we have those things taken care of, we can then move on to safety, that we want to, as human beings, we want to experience order and predictability in our lives and control, and that that comes after we have our psychological needs taken care of. After we have those needs taken care of and our safety needs taken care of, we can then move on to the need of love and belonging. This refers to the human condition of wanting to have interpersonal relationships that are emotional and connective. And once we have safety in our lives, we then have the ability to start to branch out and develop this type of relationship with those around us. That then leads us to the next step in his pyramid, which is our esteem needs. These are needs that include self-worth, accomplishment, and respect that we can then have as we have this support system in place of these interpersonal relationships. And that leads us to the last and final need that Maslow originally put through in his framework, which is this need of 
self-actualization. And this refers to the realization of an individual's personal potential, their self-fulfillment and seeking and obtaining personal growth and having life's peak experiences. And this is really where Maslow ended his hierarchy for a lot of his life. But like we talked about in the introduction, as Maslow continues to get older and what often happens as we get older is we start to reflect on our lives, he started to feel like there was something missing in this hierarchy. After someone became self-actualized or, or had the things they, they wanted or, or stepped into who they really were as an individual, the next step and the highest step in this hierarchy of need was that a person would be motivated by values and things that are outside of their personal self. So the care, the protection, the assistance in working through obtaining some of those needs uh, in the world around them, in, in people outside of themselves. Now, in his original hierarchy, Maslow thought of this hierarchy of needs as a building block experience, meaning that somebody would have to have their psychological needs taken care of in full to be able to move on to their safety needs, to then move on to love and belonging, and then to esteem, and so on and so forth. But as psychology has moved forward, it has become very apparent that these needs are a little bit more fluid than they were originally constructed to be. They're more like guidelines than the actual law, to borrow a phrase from the Pirates of the Caribbean. And so it means that people can move in and out of these different areas in more of a fluid way. And so you don't have to like work your whole life to work through these stages in order to be able to have transcendent experiences uh, you simply just need to be having experiences and exposure that allow you to be able to get to this state of being. And that makes a lot of sense to me uh, because throughout my life, I feel like I have gone in and out of these needs and I haven't had to reset, push the reset button every time I get to a point in my life where maybe I don't feel as supported as I felt before or had the highest self-esteem. It doesn't just drop me down to the next level. I'm able to be in and out of these different areas in a way that is, is useful and, and really describes this journey of who we are as individuals. And so my first exposure to transcendence as it relates to giving and philanthropy happened when I was in college. For those of you who know a little bit about my story, I started to get involved with giving and philanthropy around my first or second year of college. And as that started to grow and develop, um, I began to understand more and more that this is what I wanted to be involved with in some way, shape or form in my life. But it was during this time that I had an interesting experience that really helped me transcend some things that were also going on at the same time. I started working for a startup that was paying me a after-college salary while I was in college. So I was a junior in college, and I was making more money than almost everyone surrounding me. 
And at first that was kind of like a golden ticket. It was like a gold star. It was something that I was really excited about and, you know, felt some pride in, in some respects. And so I love to have experiences where this would be exposed to people in one way or another to really kind of stoke my ego and to, you know, prove to myself that I was really doing well in my life. And as I had that experience, time and time again, I ran into the exact same thing. That is that when we reach some sort of material goal, it's never enough. And that's exactly what happened with, with me in this, this money. I would be in conversations and I would somehow bring up that I was a part of this really cool thing and that I had this money or, you know, whatever it was. And this person that I was talking to would, would hear and be like, oh, that's cool. And then move on. Like, and I was like, wait, wait a second. You, you didn't hear what I, what I said or what I'm accomplishing or how successful I am. And I started to realize how hollow that experience was. And this is really important to my story because I started to realize and discover that money would not provide a experience of life that I was committed to, that there was always going to be a next hill or a next thing to purchase or a next thing to be able to obtain so that I could be popular or successful. And I really realized that it was this treadmill that just kept on going and that at the end, that there, there was actually nothing at the end. That everybody who had said, you know, hey, fame and fortune isn't, isn't everything it's cracked up to be, that they were right. And the reason why that was so important and such a transcendent experience for me is once I realized that that was the case, it freed my mind to start to be around the question of if it's not about success and money, then what is life? Like, what does it mean to live? And that is when I started to put more of an emphasis on giving and philanthropy and really what's brought us here to this podcast today. Now, what I want to make clear about this transcendent experience that I had in college is that this was not like the height of my transcendence. Like, it's not like I reached that and all of a sudden it was like, oh my gosh, like, I have this thing now that that I can just hold on to forever and I will never have any personal desires or or wants in my life to be respected or 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 successful. No, like it started that thought process and that has just continued throughout my life. And I would look at it more of like a percentage. Like when I was at that point, you know, focusing on myself, I was doing a lot of that, like 80% and that triggered me looking inward and maybe gaining some ground. And over the last couple of years, I've started to really move more around that to where I'm, I'm focused less and less on myself and more and more on others. So how can you have your own experience of transcendence? You're likely not going to have the same experience that I had in college, but you can start to have that same experience by 
looking outside of yourself or putting yourself in situations where that can be possible. So I'm going to give a couple suggestions of things that you can do in order to work in and out of this state of transcendence like we talked about um, that can really help you get to a place where you can find out what you actually want from your life. And I'm going to refer back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. There's a reason why we went through those. And that is because although it is not required for you to have everything solidified in that hierarchy before you move forward into self-actualization and transcendence, it is an important benchmark for you to look at if you're not able to experience either of those feelings once in a while. So if, for example, you look at that hierarchy and say, you know what, I don't really have a lot of relationships that I feel connected and loved around, that would be a great place to be able to invest some time so that it could give you some space to be able to get some confidence and then be able to have some success that then will allow you to reach outside of yourself and have more of these transcendent experiences. And like we talked about at the beginning, you don't have to complete everything to its fullest, but it is a good backdrop to look at if you find it a challenge to look outside of yourself. Another way that you can get outside of yourself and experience this feeling of transcendence is by exposing yourself to reading and news that allows you to see what you actually have, to put that into perspective. We've, we've talked about how in our lives we have this bias towards what is around us, that we compare ourselves to what our neighbor has instead of what the people in the world have. And so one way to be able to do that is to do some research around that. Or another way is to read books about people's experience outside of yours. I love the books um, that kind of focus on this psychology side of the equation, um, books like A Man's Search for Meaning or A Hiding Place. These are challenging, challenging times that we went through as a world, and it helps you kind of pull back the curtain on your own life and say, you know what, although my life has some challenges, it isn't really anything like this, and so I can find some space to be able to think about others. And the final suggestion that I have is that we look for ways to be able to put us in a place that we can have these experiences. And what I mean by that is looking for ways to be able to get involved in the world around you. So service projects, community organizations, um, nonprofits, uh, researching and donating your money, these types of things catalyze us having these types of experiences because it opens us up to the world around us and allows us to see things from other people's perspectives. And that's what in some ways allows us to have this transcendent experience. I hope that if you aren't having an experience where you feel that way or, or you have a desire to feel more of that, that it has been helpful to see my perspective on the feelings and the need of, 
of transcendence that we all really do have. It's one of the reasons why so many people, when they're asked what they want to be when they grow up, they just talk about, well, I want, I want to help people. Um, it's, it's, it's natural. It's, it's within who we are as human beings. And there often just needs to be a little spark to really light that on fire. Well, team, that's it for me. Let's go out in the world and create good with the time, talents, and money that we all have and see if we can get outside of ourselves together. Talk soon.